Wow, I am so excited for what you guys are about to hear. Tara Creek at AmeriFirst Financial, one of my two lender sponsors for our show, was on today talking about the current market conditions, which we all know has gone bonkers or bananas, as one of my other guests has said. But we have come up with a wonderful solution for the bonkerness that's happening out there. And it's my new program called the Cash Competitive Edge. It's brand new. I'm working on it with just Tara and my other lender. And it is something that I'm hoping will continue to win homes for our clients in today's tough market. You guys need to stay tuned, listen up, and pay attention. And make sure you tell a friend. Welcome to our show, and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible, as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. Thank you guys for tuning in today to Grateful Heart TV. Today we have Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial, the one, the only. Not only is she the most amazing loan officer I know, but she's wonderful at strategic planning with her clients. And that's why I have Tara on the show so regularly, because she loves to educate and help people, and she has a passion for it. So welcome show to, to the show today, Tara. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I love it. I love it. I love it. So there's so many things happening right now with real estate that I thought we would just jump right into it, because... You know, like I do, that there's a lot of people out there looking for houses, especially here in Arizona, and there are not enough houses to go around. And there's people that are getting ready to hit the housing market that aren't even shopping yet. I mean, I, never before have I had so many prospective buyers who have contacted our office in the first three weeks of January and said, I want to buy this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and tell me about it. So, you know, I've been doing this 28 years. You've been in this how many years uh, now? 19, it'll be 19 years this year. Both of us seasoned vets. Both of us have never seen this before. I have more buyers piling up than I know what to do yes. with. Uh, and my sellers are typically the ones who are starting to touch base with me this time of year, mm -hmm. thinking about listing. But because homes have appreciated so much in the last couple of years, specifically last year since COVID, yeah. a lot of my sellers don't want to sell. They don't want to sell. Yeah. And yet we have all these buyers that want to buy. It's great to be a seller, but then a seller has to become a buyer, and that's when the fear sets in. And, and it's true. I was actually on, you and I both do a lot of consulting calls, whether yes. I'm doing a buyer consult or a seller consult, and I was on one last night. And it's true. If you're both buying and selling, I don't care what market you're in, wherever you reap the rewards, you may pay the price. And it kind of offsets each other a little bit. I say all the time, if you are buying and selling in the same market, the only thing that matters is the cost of borrow money. So True. I say we are in a historically low interest rate environment, 
And it is likely that rates will go up in the next 12 months. So if the only qualifying factor is the cost to borrow money, then the time to buy is now. The time to buy is absolutely now. Now, I did a video last week after watching Tina Tambor of the Cromford Report, and we're mm-hmm. about ready to go into her stats right now. Love the Cromford Report. I've, I've been somebody who subscribed to them for it's amazing over a decade. I'm a nerdy. I love charts. I love Excel spreadsheets. It's, it's something really weird in me, yeah. I know. But... I do like to share the information because it's so valuable. And the reason why I say that is every time I'm on the phone now or on a Zoom call, because I've been doing a lot of Zoom consults with COVID and our clients and educating them, the people I do feel sorry for just a hair, mm-hmm. definitely not the sellers because sellers are doing fantastic. And the ones that are actually leaving town, the few that are leaving town are doing great and they have no reason not to sell their Yeah, they're making out like a bandit. They are. They are absolutely. So case in point, last night, one of my newer agents, her nephew is wanting to both buy and sell. He bought his home in 2017 for $215,000. And I'm telling her he's done absolutely no nothing in four years. We're probably going to list his home at 350. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But the rates are a lot better than they were two years ago. So I don't know if the payment might be pretty close to the same at that price difference. Yes. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I just had this conversation in a meeting this morning. So I looked at a house that was sold to one of our buyers in the fourth quarter of 2018. Mm -hmm. There was a short period of time where interest rates tipped just over 5%. So stay with me, just over 5%. I'm, I'm with you, 5%, 5% versus what's today? Uh, well, if it's a government loan, VA or FHA, it's as low as two and a quarter. On a conventional 30-year fixed, we're at about 2.75. And on a 15-year fixed conventional, we're about two and a quarter. So, so stay with me, about half of the cost. So for every 1%, rates go up, the buyer's affordability goes down by 10%. So I'm going to give you an example because okay. we're not all math wizards so three, here. We don't want to have to run numbers. 000, That's the exact be, scenario I was going to use. $30,000. So if rates go up 1% this year, then your buying power on a $300,000 house goes down to $270,000. Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood that home prices are going to drop $30,000 as opposed to continue okay. to rise? So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Do not wait, and I, I need you guys to understand this and quote me on this. Yes, you do not wait until it's a buyer's market. No, do not. I do not <laughs> want to hear anybody say those words to me. Tina Tambor brought this up, and it made so much sense because in a buyer's market, when I'm talking to people, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just it's too hard right now. I don't want to do it." Yeah, and they, I'm going to wait till it's a buyer's market. Well, you know what happens in a buyer's market, guys? Prices are going down. Okay. And what have interest rates done, Rebecca? Only go up. <laughs> yes. So if you're, you, who wants to buy a house where the rates have gone up and the home you just bought today is worth less tomorrow? So that in all reality, everybody should be doing everything real estate related during a seller's market because the buyers are not going to be burned. The catch is all those people who are trying to time the market. Yes. And you cannot time the market because you're going to be kicking yourself in the rear end if that's all you're worried about. What about our spring home buyers who paused their home search because they were convinced that COVID was going to cause home prices to decline? Okay. So I had a client who closed in March. No, I'm sorry. 
was going on the fence in March, mm-hmm. and he wasn't sure, but he did end up buying a home through me in May, and I kept assuring him he was making a great decision, mm-hmm. great decision, great decision, and now I'm sure he sees the light that he made a fantastic decision. His rate might be a little bit higher than it would be if he had bought today, but he would have probably paid about fifty grand more for that same Although house. he can refinance. <laughs> I know he can refinance. So that's the biggest piece of it. It's like, listen, guys, if you bought and rates continue to go down, you can take advantage of that if you waited to buy you can't go back and buy the house at thirty thousand dollars cheaper you can't and then honestly i'm gonna we're, okay this is where i'm gonna start nerding out on everybody on the show today <laughs> uh, i'm gonna show you guys the chart and for those of you guys listening to us on podcast i'm going to try to repeat these numbers as much as possible so that you guys can actually understand the predicament that we're in so every call i have with the buyer today mm-hmm. i am explaining to them yes it's tough but you know what you don't want to give up Because if we wait three months, you could be looking at a higher interest rate and still the price is going up. The reality of it is, is here in Arizona, people are migrating here and we have not built enough homes to keep up with that demand. You're absolutely right. Period. Yeah, we call it household formations. There are not enough homes to meet the needs of our growing population. At all. And as a result, because timber's not getting cut any faster. No. Uh, thanks to COVID, we are really behind the game on building more homes, and this could be a problem for maybe years to come. Well, and I'm really glad you brought that up. In the meeting I was in this morning, one of the guys that was in there is on the board in the Santan Valley area, mm-hmm. and they're discussing water restrictions. They're looking at permits and building for the next three to five years and the amount of water that's been allocated to support this area and we will have water restrictions. so Which is also going to compress the issue even further. Yes, it is. And restrict builders from continuing to build at the rate of pace perhaps they could otherwise. And they're not even building anywhere where they were back in the day. Now, I started doing new home sales in 96, and I was for 10 years straight only working for builders. During that time mm-hmm. period, we were building like 10 times as many houses as we're b- able to build right now. Yep. And we're starting to run out of land. Land is really expensive. The cost to build is really expensive. Yes. So, you know, where the builders are helping some yes. alleviate some of this, this is what I need to show you guys is this chart. So, Fry, go ahead and zoom in on your end the best that you can. And I'm going to talk numbers here. The Cromford Index is our chart of supply and demand. When we're at a 100, that means we have equal buying versus selling. Today, the number one city for demand is the city of Chandler, which is where I live, where my office is, and where I run around all the time. Right now, it has a Cromford index of 773. What that means to you guys is there are almost eight buyers for every new listing that's hitting the market. Let me repeat that. Almost eight buyers for every new listing. And guess what? Every offer that I'm making at a minimum has 12 to 15 offers on it, and that's the first day or two. Right. Because that's how hot it is. They just bypassed Avondale. Avondale had been leading the charts for quite some time, but I have a feeling some of those builders have not been. Avondale was really big in the building industry. Yes. Um, they may not be able to keep up with the, that uh, pace. And so Avondale's number two. Gilbert's number three, also in the 700s. They're at 740 for a Cromford Index. Followed by Glendale that just dropped in right below the 700 mark. So we have almost seven buyers for every listing in Glendale. Followed by Maricopa, which is pretty affordable. The thing is, the Cromford Index for Maricopa, just to give an example, today is at 631. So basically 6.3 buyers. 
Last month alone, they've jumped up 40% more than anybody because people are going out to Maricopa because it's affordable Affordable still, housing, right? yeah, yeah. Well, they were at a 40, 450 this time last month. Now, just to put this into perspective, in 2005, the highest Cromford index we had was 313. That's unbelievable. Okay, 15 years ago, when we, right before the market crashed, we were, no, actually, I take it back. I think we're at three, like in the 350 range. Right. Was the max at the Cromford Index. We're over double that today in Chandler. Well, and I think, Rebecca, it's really important to point out that we are not in the same market today not that we were when we experienced a housing crisis. And so the families who have purchased real estate are sitting on low fixed rate mortgages. Mm-hmm. They're principal and interest. They're lower in most cases than what you can rent that home for. Absolutely. And they are sitting on 10 years of equity. You know, if you've bought in the last 10 years, you are sitting on equity in your home and in a great position. And in addition to that, I think that the feds have really stepped up and made sure that there are programs to help homeowners through this pandemic to come out on the other side and still maintain ownership of their home. Which has been phenomenal and also part of of our issue because we don't have enough houses to sell for the people coming in. And so you you did mention, I need to point out one other factor that is not the same as 2005. Mm -hmm. In 2005, we had a lot of things called condo conversions out there because our apartment complexes were empty. Our apartment complexes today are beyond full, and they're just being coming up out of the ground all over the place. The average rent that I'm hearing my clients are paying for an apartment, maybe one or two bedroom, is fifteen, sixteen hundred. I have a daughter in a one bedroom apartment in North Mesa, and she is paying almost fourteen hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom apartment. apartment. And I got a text this morning driving here from an agent. Her daughter was frantic. She just got a call from her landlord and her rent is going up almost $600 a month. A month. Because of current market rent versus what she was previously signed up. So bringing that to your point, I because I help sellers a lot, when I get a call, I got a call just last week from a gentleman with the cute little townhome out in Mesa. He'd been letting this gal rent for the last five or six years at $1,100 a month. When I pulled up average rents in his neighborhood, it was like sixteen, seventeen hundred. Oh, yeah, there's lots of landlords who are collecting below fair market rent. And so therein lies the problem. And then what are we doing with our folks who now all of a sudden can't afford rent and are struggling to purchase? The problem that we're having today with all of this demand is, what did I hear? One out of four people moving to Arizona right now are coming from California. And a lot of them are cashing Cash. out. Cashing out of their houses, and so you're trying to compete against cash buyers. Yep. We're getting to the point of what I wanted to tell you about today. Uh, But before we get there, so I've been teasing Tara all morning. I I had something that I did the other day I wanted to tell her about, but I wasn't going to tell her until we're actually recording the show (laughs) because I want to get the advice from my lender uh, of what she could see being an issue. Be- Rebecca's always thinking about ways yeah. to, to get ahead. Thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box. Great negotiation I've got, skills. I've got this toolbox full of all these little things that I do to help my clients win their their houses. And I was actually just before I came in, mm-hmm. I was on a buyer consult with another buyer. And I'm like, hey, after 28 years, one of the only things that gets me excited and gets my blood pumping mm-hmm. is getting into a competition. I'm very competitive. And <laughs> I like to win. And when I don't win, I get mad until I figure out what I'm going to do to make sure I win every time. So yeah. I'm going to share with you guys what I just stumbled upon, which I'm hoping was going to help these stats. But the reason why I want to go over these stats more than anything is so that you guys understand that it shouldn't be a scary thing to buy a house today because tomorrow they're only anticipating pricing to go up still. Right. 
And uh, unfortunately, the clock might be ticking as far as the interest rates being at these record lows because it just it's not feasible that they're going to stay this low forever. Well, and the reality is, is rates are only this low as a part of the stimulus. So the feds are purchasing mortgage-backed security bonds to artificially press these rates lower. Artificially. You guys heard that? Artificially. Artificially. (laughs) By the way, you guys, you and I do not want to buy mortgage-backed security bonds at no interest to ourselves at the current market interest rates. That's just silly. We wouldn't do that. It's not even keeping up with inflation. So if the feds were to start tapering how much mortgage-backed security bonds they were buying, right. rates would start to rise. And at the, I want to touch on this because I think it's so important. So coming back from the winter break on January 5th, within one week, rates went up a quarter percent. Okay. And they went up a quarter percent as they're discussing all this government spending. Right. Because government spending has to be funded, right? Somebody has to pay for it. Somebody has to pay for that. And part of that will be rates on the rise. So please be mindful. If you're thinking about doing something, it's really important you understand that direct correlation between rising interest rates and home prices. And again, we do not expect the prices to go down at all anytime soon. So please, I don't want to hear anybody tell me they want to wait till it's a buyer's market. <laughs> or the bubble. I, or the bubble. There's no bubble. There's no bubble There is coming. no bubble. And there's so many things that are different than 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do want to point out is just two years ago, I'm going to do a comparison from two years ago, people. Two years ago today, Rebecca, if you called me and said, hey, I want to go looking at houses, I had 19,000 houses to show you today. I have 5,400. Oh, my gosh. In the entire? In the entire MLS for the for the value, which covers Maricopa and Unbelievable. Pinnell. So we are at 28%. Mind you, like a fourth, a fourth of the houses that I could show you two years ago, just two years ago, than we have today. So it's really important that you guys understand that it is not for the weak and weary you know, if you want to buy a house and you want to take advantage of today's rates, you need to roll up those sleeves and it's time to just hit the we pavement. We need to do a spoof video and we need to get our aerobics <laughs> gear on and we need to talk about the importance of endurance as it relates to home buying. Well, and seriously, um, you know, you might lo- lose a couple and then just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to give up. Oh, yeah. But then when you're looking at the rising rents and you're, if you're only renting, it's crazy. Don't do that to yourself. Yes. Now, if again, if you're selling and buying, then it doesn't matter what market we're in other than the interest rates. And if the interest rates are truly going to go up because they've been artificially kept low, then don't wait for it to be a buyer's market because that just means it's more expensive, okay? And so one other thing that I wanted to show you, because when we talk about there's only a fourth of the houses out there to show you today, um, we are right now today at 0.8 month supply of inventory, which means for the demand that we have, if we had no new listings coming out tomorrow, we will be out of houses in less than a month, like literally out of houses. During a regular supply and demand market, you want to have about four to five months of supply. Yep. Two years ago, we were already constricted at just two months of inventory. So we thought two months ago, or I'm sorry, two years ago, that things were kind of like tight. And there's not that much to pick from. Right. Um, yeah, today is just a whole nother level. And, it, and I can't imagine, I cannot imagine that it's going to last like this forever. And people are going to move, people are going to pass, people are going to divorce. There's always going to be a need to buy and sell houses. Right. So that's not going to go away. But for the people that are like, oh, it'd be nice to get a bigger home or, oh, it'd be nice to downsize. The kids just moved out. Right. Do not wait. Okay. So this is the part. Okay, Tara, I know you've been waiting. 
We're going to go to commercial break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you guys what I'm doing next. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it and I look forward to hearing from you. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. So we're back from commercial, and Tara's been dying to find out what it is that I did. This is true. So I'm going to tell you a story, Tara. Okay, I'm ready. I was out shopping Friday morning with a client. Okay. This is not just any client. I love all my clients, but mind you, this is the gal who just went on House Hunters with me last year. Oh. And unfortunately, we shot the show September of 2019. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, it didn't go on air within like the six to eight month period that they said that it was going to. It, it, it aired in, in the summertime, which was like June 25th, I think it was. During that time, she got quarantined with her husband and decided after several years of marriage, and I'm thinking like they've been together since they were 14 and she just hit 40. Wow. Uh, that they decided to split. They have three daughters together. They got a divorce. She went to go rent. And she hates renting. She's a mortgage underwriter for a living. So she's just against her DNA, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. So, you know, because of what we just, Tara and I spent the first half of our show describing these current market conditions, you know, there were a handful of homes and she's smart. She's on it. And like, she was on House Center. She loves to shop, right? That's like her hobby. <laughs> yes. And she was realizing that if she told me about a house today, it was gone tomorrow. And there were a few homes she went on bidding wars with because of the divorce. And she had to like split assets, pay off debts. Yep. She was lucky to come up with her 5% down. Mm-hmm. As a result, when she's competing against other people, she wasn't even having any prayer because she couldn't waive her appraisal. She mm-hmm. couldn't do a lot of the things that people from California putting 20% down or more right. can do when they're trying to negotiate and win a house today. 
So after losing a couple, and then we walked into this house Friday morning, and she's just like, oh, my God, Rebecca, I love this house, but I need it now. <laughs> and I said, okay. I've been thinking about this for a while. I've been formulating it in my head, and I hadn't shared it with you yet. Okay. Because I was trying to kind of wrap around what I could do to have that competitive edge against Mm -hmm. my competitors. And I'm already very competitive. I already shared that with you guys. I have all kinds of tricks in my tool bag. (laughs) I bought the house for cash. That's awesome. Now, it wasn't all my cash. I did find a hard money lender. Mm -hmm. Hard money lender loaned me 80%. I came in with 20%. This particular house was zero days on market. Like literally they just started having showings Friday morning and their intent was to go all weekend long, let as many people in the door as possible and review offers on Monday. So I call the agent. I'm like, look, dude, this is the story. We need this house. What do we need to do? Yep. It was listed at 419.9. It's down in Adora Trails down in South Gilbert, which Mm -hmm. is number three on our demand list. So again, there is like almost eight people for every listing coming out. And really more than that for the cute ones. This house had just been repainted, recarpeted. They had new synthetic lawn in the backyard, new backsplash. I mean, So I, it was in great condition. Oh, no. It was one. The minute I walked in the door, I'm like, oh, God. She's got, go. five per, she's got 5% <laughs> to put down. There is no way, no prayer, no how is she going to get this house. Right. So I'm currently working out this program, and I'm thinking, okay, well, what could happen wrong? And Tara, here, I know you've got a lot of things that could happen wrong to me, so I'm going to let you talk in just a minute. But I'm going to tell you some more bullet points of our story. So James and I, we purchased it under our entity. Mm-hmm. We're closing on it in two weeks. We did no appraisal, no inspection, no repairs. We ended up offering 432.5. We first offered 430, and I got the agent's attention. I'm like, but I need an answer tonight. I'm not waiting through the weekend. Right. You make me wait through the weekend. We're just going to go find another house tomorrow and offer the same thing to somebody different. Right. And so he's like, hey, why do I want to work all weekend? Let me talk to my seller and see what we can do. This is a Shark Tank moment. My offer is only good right now. You have to answer right now. Right now. Right now. (laughs) That's it. I'm sticking my neck out here and I'm putting 20% down. And so I'm reselling the house to Janice for the same exact price. Uh We're closing escrow on February 5th. She's closing escrow February 12th. Perfect. So for one week, we have to pay a hard money lender on that 80%. Now, she's my guinea pig, and so I'm trying to figure out, so we have to do a dual escrow, meaning we're going to close escrow twice within a week of each other. So there's escrow fees that she's now going to have to pay that Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have had to pay. Um, And I'm passing on even the insurance that I have to pay for whatever, and and she's going to have to pay for the hard money loan. But the benefit to Janice is this was a house that I could have easily seen go to 450 right. in a bidding war, and she had no ability to pay that much, let alone waive an appraisal. Let alone that once you close on it, that was what it just sold for. So that's what it's of worth. Which is the most recent comparable for the neighborhood. So um, it's interesting you say that. I'm seeing similar things to that, but we actually do it in the form of a refinance. So somebody's coming in and they're doing the hard money loan. So for example, you mm-hmm. and James would fund the hard money loan in your business, but you would actually close in her name so she doesn't have to do a double escrow. And then the lender can turn around immediately upon closing and do a rate and term refinance, which means her pricing is better. Okay, I like that. So we might have to curb tail this. The yes. only problem is I had a guarantee of close in two weeks. Otherwise, we were going to have to wait till Monday for the prices. So to- you just record the hard money loan mm-hmm. against the property. Now, here's you need to hear me say this. So she can, when you do a rate and term refinance, mm-hmm. she can only refinance the amount of money 
that was secured for the loan on the property if it's a refinance. So what about the 20% on the second that I'm putting down? Exactly. So then you would need to record that lien for your business name, not the hard money portion of Uh it, but the one lien you record is for the full amount of the loan that needs to be repayable to you and James. And then you can go to 95% of the appraised value. So, okay, but 95% is not enough. So how are you, what's she gonna what's she gonna do to bridge the gap in the difference? Okay, so that's that's therein lies the issue, and, and maybe it would work now that I'm thinking about. It. So anybody watching the show, <laughs> this is how you strategize. This is how you strategize, and this is <laughs> yes. how you figure out. So I'm like I already have like this whole name, and I'm actually looking for a different hard money lender who will loan us more than the eighty mm-hmm. percent. Most hard money lenders will only do eighty percent because they want skin in the game with, right. with us agents who are buying as investment properties. Right. I'm not planning on increasing the price to her at all. I just wanted to help her get this house because she was crying inside the house saying, I need this house. I think it's an amazing way for you to be thinking outside the box to secure a well-qualified buyer, a home that she can for sure afford. Oh, absolutely. No yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. Yep. So she's putting her 5% down. Yep. And my concern is they listed it at 419. We're going to close on it at 432.5. I'm meeting the appraiser at the house tomorrow. I feel like I have enough comps to justify the 432.5. Mm-hmm. But if it does fall short then I'm going to have to do some form of a lien against the property after the fact until she can pay me back whatever the short the change difference is. The difference is, exactly. And I'm not, again, doing anything other than just trying to be very competitive. So I was trying to think of a cool name for this program. And I think it's going to be called the Cash Competitive Edge. I love that. The Cash Competitive Edge, because Janice, for example, at 5% down, she has no prayer right. on a competitive situation. Right. But this Cash Competitive Edge won her the house she wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Right. We didn't have to wait for the offer price to be driven up to the point of where she couldn't have competed anyways Mm -hmm. and she can easily afford this house and she is super well qualified right but the five percent down is pretty much all she can do so we're going to see how the numbers all shake out in Mm -hmm. the next two weeks and i will update you guys because if i have somebody who's working on with my preferred title company which is lawyer's title Mm -hmm. and obviously i would only do this with a client that was either with you or with joe right janice is my special situation because she is a mortgage underwriter and her company is doing her loan so i have that warm fuzzy that yes. I know you know gonna... she's going to get it done <laughs> right so I would never put in an offer like this for a client of mine unless they're completely mortgage underwritten right and their earnest deposit slash down payment was hard meaning it's already tied up right I know we have to source it and that's yep. another issue Joe brought that up to me because yep. I called Joe about this the other day and um so we, we're just gonna have to kind of fine-tune this program but it's agents like me and it's lenders like Tara who you guys just got to hear like the whole inner workings. That's why I didn't want to tell Tara anything about it until the show came on today because our wheels do start spinning because it's a problem we have and we need to figure out a solution for yeah. our clients because otherwise our clients may not be able to get a house anytime soon. And then after a while, then she's going to stop trying to for the she's, get pretty discouraged. Ha- get a discouraged. Yep. Yep. Well, and she's not going to try for the pretty house that just had the flooring redone and the paint redone. Because she doesn't think she even has. But a Rebecca, prayer. I'm sorry, but I have to say this. So why? But that's why your clients come back to you. I know. So you're not in the business for 28 years and have built the kind of business that you've built without having repeat clients. 
So at the end of the day, you step out on a limb, you use your strengths and talents. I don't know if you've ever heard the word ideation, but you for sure, that's one of your top five talents. Oh, so, <laughs> no, I have not heard that word. Okay. So, what is that again? So ideation. So I want you to look it up. So ideation <laughs> is a strength where you see things different than other people. You come up with these ideas that are outside of the box and it really gets you energized and it excited. Does. And just you sharing that story today is like, I can feel that from you. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny because I have a similar issue <laughs> when I solve a problem mm. as it relates to mortgage. It's just really encouraging to see that we've been able to put something together for a buyer that without that experience and knowledge, they would never have, they would have never been able to accomplish it. So um, definitely, I think your program is phenomenal. And so it again, makes it's sense. called the Cash Advantage Edge. And just so you guys know, if you don't use Tara or don't use my guy, Joe, who both yep. sponsor my show and are on my commercials... I'm probably not going to stick my neck out for you because I need to know that I'm in partnership with the lender I can trust. You can get it done. So I don't get burned and who can get definitely get it done. Oh, you're absolutely right. And Rebecca, I just talked to a listing agent the other day and we were having a conversation about how important it is that you're working with an experienced professional in today's market. If they get an offer, regardless of how well qualified the buyer is, and it's from a big box bank, the lender mm-hmm. doesn't call them back, um, they're not even going to consider it. I mean, basically what he said to me is the first thing we do is we just move those offers to the side. Absolutely. So you need to make sure that the professional that you're working with uh, is somebody who's well-respected in the industry and can get the job done. Amen, sister. So I'm going to give you a quick little story before our show is over. Okay. I was on the call this morning and half the time when I get a buyer call or even a seller call, you know, they've talked to other people before they've, of they've landed with me, right? So she's on the phone. The, the, it's a cute couple. We're on Zoom. They came referred from a past client of mine, relative of theirs. And they'd already been talking to somebody that he played tennis with that happens to be a loan officer and happens to have kind of run some numbers. And I was yeah. sharing with him, like, okay, look, I know when my sellers have 15 offers, 18 offers, and I'm having to throw them on a spreadsheet to make heads or tails of them. Right. At the end of it, they're still going to come to me and say, which one do you think I should take? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, they listen to me. Sometimes, you know, they go sideways because they really liked somebody's story or somebody's whatever, and they choose somebody different. But most of the time, they are relying on me. Of course. So just like you had just said, the very first thing I do when, when I get all those offers and on my spreadsheet, I have who the lenders are, who the title companies are, who the agent is. And sometimes I even look up the agent to see their years of experience mm-hmm. because you want to pick right the first time. And in these bidding wars, people are making offers. Sometimes they really don't mean, but they just get caught up in that excitement and the adrenaline. And, they're, and the next thing you know, they're not opening escrow. And a buyer's agent without experience can step forward on behalf of a buyer in a way that is unreasonable and the buyer can't even perform. All of those things are happening. Yes. So when I'm looking at it, it, to your point, and I see on here some big bank boxes, people I know that are not going to facilitate the transaction in a professional, quick manner that I need to see happen today. Right. If I don't know the name of the company and I don't recognize the name of the lender and I haven't heard from the lender... I'm probably, like you say, just going to push that offer to the side right. because at a minimum, I'm going to narrow down the list of offers for my seller 
to like my favorite two or three and right. explain to my seller why I like those two or three. And they usually pick from there. Right. Exactly. It's too overwhelming to take 18 offers to the table when 15 of them you wouldn't even consider. So I explain all of this this morning on my Zoom call, my buyer consult this morning. And before I'm getting off the phone, they're like, who's your lender again? Because after I explained the market conditions, I'm like, guys, you might fall in love with the home. But if I don't know who your lender is and he works at Chase or B of A or wherever. I hate to say union. it, but it's true. Then you may not get that house, even though I did everything right and right. you did everything right. The listing agent might have just had a bad experience with that particular bank and just say, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with these people. We just got a contract on Monday and the agent called me about 10 a.m. saying, hey, we are in a counter. It's a veteran. He's using Navy Federal. They cannot close in less than 45 to 60 days. Why would I want to take an offer from a Navy so Federal? So she said, yeah. they're giving us two hours to rectify the situation. I need my buyer pre-approved right away. Mm -hmm. And I need your commitment that you can get it done. Can you call the listing agent? And so we were able to turn that around very quickly. Did he get the house? Yes, he did get the house. Um, but it, but he would have lost the house For had he not had an alternative, had he not had an agent who was able to get him turned around and get him in to the property. So just oh. having those partners in this industry right now in such a trying time is more important than ever. More important than ever. So all of that said, you guys, I know it was seriously, I think I even said this this morning. I'm like, I know talking to me sometimes is like drinking from a fire hydrant. And <laughs> I know too. I accused you of that <laughs> earlier. So if you just listen to our podcast or watched our show, just know we're both very passionate, both thinking out of the box. What was that word you said was one of my top five? Ideation. I never even knew what that word meant until just now. <laughs> so you need to find people that are got energy and creative creativeness about them and that are going to go above and beyond because today is not the easiest, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it. So if you guys know somebody who wants to buy or sell this year or refinance, these are... Come and talk to us. <laughs> These are your okay? people. These are your people right here. Okay. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, you guys. We're in the last week of January, and we will see what happens with my exciting new Cash Competitive Edge program. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Great job. Thanks. That was a fantastic show, and I might thanks again to Tara Krieg with AmeriFirst Financial. If you need more Tara in your life, you want to reach her at tkteam.us. That's her website, tkteam.us. Or call her on the main line at 480-344-1951. Whoever answers will be more than happy to set up a call with Tara so she can help guide you to the road of getting either a new home or refinancing the one you already have. Make sure you give Tara Krieg a call. Or check her out on our website, tkteam.us. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember... That if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.